one good thing about the Stanley Cup playoffs now when you're watching at home is you get a lot of the, the commercials, right? The same commercials over and over again. I don't know what that one commercial is. That's a delivery commercial, maybe even skip the dishes where the guy's like uh, on the couch and he's like. He's got the playoff pants. Barbecue sauce is on the couch. It's on the curtains. It's on the cat. It's on the. It's disgusting. The guy is just absolutely hoarding everything. And I'm like, that guy reminds me of Colby Armstrong. That's just a terrible lead in for poor Colby. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Am I on? Am I on? With You're you guys? on. You're on. <laughs> oh, that is ruthless. No. Absolutely ruthless. It's, I'm a cleanliness. Are you? I envision oh, barbecue sauce all over the place at your house and your four kids running around. Is it four? Is it oh, six? Buddy. How many you got now? <laughs> I got four, but trust me, buddy, in my house, I don't miss a drop. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you this, boys. Little update. Dog boys, yeah. down 12 pounds. No. Pounds. Oh, I'm on fire in three and a half weeks, down 12 pounds. I'm nice. Back, boys. Got that you nice are back. going or what? What are you on? I'm on intermittent fasting, which is okay. pretty much starve yourself. <laughs> The old don't eat food diet. <laughs> <laughs> what, why? Uh, why now? Amazing. You, Who would have thought? Why would do this in the summer where it's like you know you're not having to watch yeah. five hours a night? This is the worst time to try why? to do this. I know. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> It's game time. I don't know why. I, a buddy put me on to it. He says, dude, you got to try this. So I'm like, okay, I can't imagine. I'll probably have headaches. It'll probably be hard. You know when you're like, you're starving? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I found it to be actually quite easy. And I have a little app and I just get her going. And I it tells me when I'm I'm kicked off the fast that I can just have a little bit to eat. And then I'm full right away because I don't know. It's it's I, I feel like I have tons of energy. Love it. So it's Are you working. a snacker during oh, the game? Disgusting. No, just gross. I eat all my calories post game. Yeah, I'm not a huge snacker. I'm a, I'm a meal guy. So like, if I if I get want a snack, I'll like eat a meal. You know what I mean? Which sucks. <laughs> So, Just so a quick roast chicken in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm a full plate hot food guy. Yeah, I'm not just going for a bag of chips. I'm like, yeah, I'll get the number one at McDonald's. You know what I mean? So, uh, do the Leafs snack tonight on Tampa Bay? Is it a full meal deal? Oh boy, what do you guys? I don't know. Like, I don't know what to think. I'm, I, I as well as the Leafs played. I at the same time in the same breath, I go, Tampa was brutal. Like they were yeah. brutal. So I'm kind of like. You know, did Kucherov sweat during the game? I don't know if he, like, <laughs> took three hard strides. And I'm watching, and the Leafs are buzzing, like, completely buzzing. I think the atmosphere helps for sure. The Leafs are ready to go. But I have a, I have a feeling we, we, we could see a different Tampa team. What do you, what do you make of that? They, they, they come off a, I don't know, a week road trip, eight-day road trip. Uh, they don't know whether it's still Toronto or maybe even Carolina. Uh, it just... Strictly uh, an energy thing or uh, not focused or not taking it seriously? What? Like, I think, you know, all the talk, like, this is going to be a violent series and all this stuff. And, you know, maybe even I did at the time. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, uh, we've seen the Leafs play all year. Like, what what are you talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think Tampa Bay probably had the same kind of thought going into it. That's the way it looked to me anyway. Like they were just like, Oh, this is going to be like a skill game and we're just going to come out here and skill it, 
outskill these guys. They're not going to hit us. We won't hit them. We'll just play hockey. This is like, you know, and it was, you know, they were drinking through a, through a fire hose where the Tampa Bay lightning all night with the, you know, the pressure, the physicality, the in your face play, whether it was on the kill or even five on five. I mean, it was, it was the, the foot was heavily on the gas. So uh, I think a little bit of a mindset of, of honestly, of not being prepared a little bit uh, on Tampa's part for, for the type of game that they were going to see from the Leafs. So, right to the Leafs. I yeah. mean, unbelievable. No, it was great. It was great. And and so they got them down one nothing. They they got another crack at home tonight. They have a fully healthy lineup. And I'm thinking about this Toronto Maple Leafs team and their history. 2019, I got a quote from Patrick Marlowe saying the team lacked killer instinct. In 2020, there's a quote from Austin Matthews saying the team lacked killer instinct. Last year, Brandon Shanahan and Kyle Dubas mo- both mentioned killer instinct. Is that something you can learn, that these guys can just have figured out how to keep the pedal down when things are going well? Or if it's not in you, it's just not in you. Yeah, like guts, right? Do you have any guts? Like, you know, we'll probably get to the Pens game later, but I thought that was like, I thought the Pens were done. They were like tapped out in the first period. I was going, oh my God, throw the towel and these guys aren't done. I don't know if they have enough guts to come back and play this style of game. And I think that's what it comes down to in, in, in the playoffs, right? Like, I think it's like, can you push through and have enough guts to play in uncomfortable spots well? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, looking at this Leafs team, the drive they had, you know, I think that, you know, obviously I, I, I have a hard time thinking going into tonight that if the Leafs are in the penalty box as much as they were early, that that's not going to be a different story with this team. Like they're going to be facing and looking down at a, at a, at a hungry beast that uh, got embarrassed and got lit up and, you know, had to face the music for it. So um, we're going to see. We're going to see what kind of guts they have when Tampa decides to turn it up a little bit with their game and put the heat on them a little bit. And if they can keep, you know, the pedal down like we saw in game one, because the pedal was fully to the floor. Can they keep that up? Can they have it? Uh, I think, I don't know, I got a different vibe, man. I got a different vibe about this Leafs team this year. Like they've, they've got that little bit of extra jam, you know, a little bit of extra playoff jam, which I think, you know, obviously is something that they've missed for several several years. I can't even count that high, but especially this group, right? Especially this group. I think this group, killer instinct and that jam and the guts you have to have when you get into a seven-game series. Do you think this is going to be an easy series? Like, I, like after game one, I'm sure people feel pretty good well, if you're a Leaf fan. It would... I think it's going to be a hard series. I still think, like, Tampa's not going to roll over. Well, why would anybody think that they're going to roll over? Like, it's it's just a – it's disrespectful right now to say uh, back-to-back champions now are ready to just yeah. roll over and die. And they may – that may be the case – but you don't say it because there's no reason to say it other than you you guess it or you hope for it. So yeah, yeah, I you know what they, they've earned the respect to I say watch... that they're not going to go away. No, yeah, absolutely. And I watch the Penguins all year. I cover the Penguins here in Pittsburgh, and 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 going in the playoffs as they limped in and like it looked not good, like no chemistry. The I didn't know what to think. I'm like, what is going on with this team? Like, you know, what happened to this team that was you know, tough to play against and had all this jam and like, can they flip the switch? And I mean, in the second period, they flipped the switch and, and for whatever they, they weathered the storm and took the game complete. I, I feel completely, I think after the first, I think they deserved to win the game. I mean, they got a lucky break with a non-goal call, but I questioned their guts. I questioned if they have that. I did. I was like, I don't think they're like the same, you know, team. But they're and, not. You know, 
Colby, no, they're not, yeah. th- they're not the they're same not. team that they were even in November or December. No. And you no. know who's leading that charge for me is Mikheyev. Here, Here's a guy that has had blessed World Cup yeah. speed his probably his whole life. Mm-hmm. He could outskate anybody probably since he was like nine. I don't know. But well, guy's a robot. Now he's just figured it out that he is big, he's strong, he can lean on people. Yeah. We saw him get into a yeah. fight at the end, and he, he's, he's leading that charge right now as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he's a horse, right? Like, he plays with that. Now you've kind of seen, you know, down the stretch, at least into the playoffs too, like the confidence, everything start to click, like you said. And he's, like, impacting the game in so many different ways and so many different styles, like – you know, whether it's on the forecheck, whether it's on the kill, whether it's, you know, off the rush, whether he's pounded it off the cycle. I mean, this guy's, you know, been a presence and a force. So, you know, it's it's so funny. Like, you look at these teams and, you know, we talk, you know, go around the league. Like Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson, you know, what T.J. Oshie kind of means to the, to the, to the you know, caps. You know, players that are kind of of that same kind of um, feel, right? And I think Mikheyev also has that same kind of, like, almost unicorn power forward uh, flavor to his game that just impacts this lineup so huge. I think he could play with anyone. I think he p- will play an unbelievable game, and I think he impacts with his body, his presence, his speed, and everything else that he brings. So, yeah, you're right. It's super noticeable, super noticeable difference maker for the Leafs with his style of play and his game. So we will get to this uh, this Pittsburgh series here. Pittsburgh Rangers last night, unbelievable hockey oh, game. I mean, whoa! I mean, just tell us about your takeaways from from the first night, because man, triple overtime, Sid dishing on the yeah. back end, Gino making plays. What'd you think? I mean, I I think we saw everything in one game. <laughs> yeah, I, I I could like Raquel like knocked out. See you later, Lindgren, huge hit. Like we had. You know what? I think the biggest thing ever, Casey DeSmith, how's he going to be the backup goalie against probably the guy that's, you know, going to win the Vesna? And he was unbelievable. We saw that too. And second best goalie performance ever in the playoffs for shots. I mean, he was, he was, he was a beast. And, you know, DeSmith getting hurt and the down two nothing and battling back and three over. Like, I mean, it was, it was crazy with the Smith left the game in overtime and I'm going, Oh my, what is going on here? Like, I'm sure everyone's really like, what, what's happening here? The Smith's leaving the game. Like here comes Louis Domingue. Like, okay. Jari was out. That was enough. And now, now Domingue's coming in. And I mean, Domingue played awesome. So I, I thought that was electric, like to get like the full buffet of playoff hockey that way with physicality, and then triple overtime and some craziness, a controversial goalie interference call, like the whole thing, we had it all. What is the latest with uh, Casey DeSmith here? You're not buying the the, the cramping, are you? No. Nobody nobody cramps after 48 shots in game one of the Stanley (laughs) Cup playoffs. Where does cramping come from? The first thing I thought of was cramping, and then I'm like, okay, hold on, like – What's going on here? And I, I, the more I think, like, and now he's, I think he's day to day with cramping. I don't think so. I think he's day to day with something. So he's hurt. Whatever it is, he's, yeah, you saw him laboring off the ice as he's going down the runway there in MSG out in the corner. Deming had to get called in. Wasn't Deming hilarious after the game, too? (laughs) Yeah. You know, are you talking about the the pork line? They did him a huge favor, Borny. I think they did him a huge, like, he gets in the game. He gets like a little groin stretch in. I'm going, this guy hasn't been in. It was 11 o'clock at night. He hasn't been in 
taking a shot since like 6.30 warm-ups. And, and, and Adam Fox, as smart as he is, which I don't know if it's a bad thing, like you say pucks on net, whatever, but he comes in with like two little like wristers into his... Just warm-up shots? Yeah, and I was like, is that like the ideal situation for a new guy coming in in the playoffs in overtime and like you're just like throwing him some like lobs? I don't know. Like I think it kind of... He got a little touch. The boys gave him some pad taps and kind of maybe possibly settled him in a little bit. Do we want to play Louie now? Is it a good time with, with Colby? Is yeah, that let's, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Derek, let All me right. rip. Here's Louie Demain. Louie, Louie. About his, uh, his in-game meal that he had talking about all the skip the dishes. <laughs> no, it wasn't intermittent believe, fasting. I believe. I actually had a, quite the meal in between the first and the second uh, overtime. I, I didn't expect going in, but... <laughs> Um, maybe it sustained my energy, so uh, it was it was cool though. It was cool to be part of that. You say quite the meal. What was it? You know, some spicy pork and uh, broccoli. Not the best. <laughs> not the best. <laughs> he gives her a head nod. And goes, and eh, not See, the best. Spicy pork is on the trainer's table. It's on the cat. It's oh, yeah. on the couch. You know, some spicy pork and uh, broccoli. Not the best. <laughs> okay. Oh my if they got to go to Deming, are they in the trouble? <laughs> That's good. Uh, I don't think so. Like, I think, I think Louis is, got the attitude and the mindset of, of understanding and being around that he can come in and, and have a run. Like he, he's gone on like runs before, right? Like 10 game win streak, I believe in Tampa. I might need this years, you know, he's battled in the minors. He wants to get back to the NHL. Like he's got fight him. I think he believes that he's, you know, he can be that guy. I think he's, he's big. He, he's, you know, he's got the ability. He's, a, he's an NHL backup goaltender, but, like, I think he's got an ability to, to feel good and, and possibly take the reins and go on a run. Plus, I hate that he catches the other way, and I don't know, you guys tell me the same thing. I think it's, like, such a mind bomb looking up at a guy that has a glove on the other side when you're sh- I, I don't know why that just messes with my head initially. We take a take a pass, take a quick look, and you got this guy, like, what the heck? Is, what is that? You know, so it's yeah. kind of plays with your mind a little bit but I, I do think that Louie has like a a real belief and and confidence and swagger in himself and his ability um you know to to win games and to play and to play well so if you're if you're a guy in his situation and you know he had the best line he's like that's the life of the backup goalie and that's that's the life in hockey and I was like, man, this guy, like he said it without a blinking, like he just gets it. He just gets like what he, what he's supposed to do, you know? And I think you got a guy with like a little bit of veteran uh, feel and like, he's got this idea of like, you know, the, the task at hand and it's not overwhelming him or, or anything. He's just like going to grab it. I think if it's going to happen to one guy, I think, you know, to have the pens, at least they have this situation now where they have, because last year, DeSmith was hurt. Jari playing brutal. They had no one else to go to. They had Legacy, and they're like, uh, "We're going to stick with Jari." You know, as bad as he's playing, we're going to stick with him. Now they're calling up Dorio, and they've got their third and fourth string goalies ready to go. But they have an option with Deming, and that's why they went and got him. I'm with you in terms of the Rangers looking like they were going to crush them early, and then oh. and then Sid, Sid oh and God. Gensel, and. Watching Sid yet again go in uh, in the Rangers zone, he's got the, the wide stance, he's got the edge work, he's got one hand on the backhand, and you can't touch him. No. He's the best player in the league, maybe. Dreisaitl, 
right there with a guy on his hip. Like Drysaddle turns his back and he just controls the game, you know? When Sid's got a guy on his hip, like with his edge work and skating and his ability with a guy on his hip, it's just like, see you later, buddy, you're done. That's where he wants you, you know? Mm -hmm. But that play, like like Gensel and Sid down the stretch here, the last handful of games before playoffs were kind of a little bit, they quieted down once Jake touched 40 goals and Rust was up and down, you know, they put him back up with Sid and he'd been really quiet for, you know, like seven games, I think, no points or anything going really. And, you know, the line didn't look like what it was, like what it did before they tried to put Rust with, with, with uh, Malkin to get him going a little bit more. But uh, I'll tell you what, when they decided to turn it on last night, like they really got it going. Brian Rust actually looked like Brian Rust. Like he'd been really quiet and he, he sprung to life, jumping on pucks and using his speed and being available, being options and just what he does on that line. But that two on one or two on two play like that, the the hockey IQ and like connection between those two on that play guys right. is just awesome. Like for him to cut across on Fox over to the other D man, I forget who it was, it was probably Lindgren, his partner. And, and, and once they targeted that guy, it was so funny to watch Gensel, like gave a little juke, like he was going to cross him behind him, which you would probably normally do and then cut back outside. And then they had that defenseman once, once Sid, you know, cues up a guy that draws attention. It's so different than anyone else too. Cause obviously he's going to gain way more attention. He had that defenseman right where he wanted him, and he was done with Gensel's speed at just like a perfect little flop passing behind and Gensel's so crafty too. Like he played so good. They were smashing him. Like I thought he got hurt at the end of the first period too. And all that craziness was happening. And you know, this little guy, he just continues to battle and score goals and, and be a monster yeah. for this team. He's just so smart, so good, so underrated. Backhand, forehand, gone. He doesn't do toe drag. He's not doing Michigan's. He just—he's just a good hockey player. Jake Gensel's a heck of a player. We're against Michigan's. Is that? <laughs> no, let's not go down no. there. <laughs> he just—he doesn't do any more than he has to. Is what I'm trying to say. Like he just backhand, forehand, gone. You know, he gets it on the wall, shakes a guy off, spins, yeah. you know, pulls it to his forehand, pass. Is there a more unheralded like... two-time forty-goal guy in the NHL right now yeah, than Jake Gensel? <laughs> I know. I think they showed like the most goals in Stanley Cup playoffs since 2017, and it's like, you know, usual top three customers and Jake Gensel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and he just kind of like no. Well, I think he looks like he's like 11 years old too, which is kind of crazy. But uh, not a big guy, not a heavy guy, just a good hockey player. You know, the other guy that I thought shined, who didn't see one second of ice, is the uh, Sullivan, the head coach. Yeah. And, yeah. Like to watch the way that the, the game kind of swung swung the uh, the pendulum, th- that to me has everything to do with uh, Sullivan in between periods. He, he is yeah. he he's right up there with uh, obviously Cooper, you know Quenville yeah. before he left. That the, that reputation as now one of the better coaches, maybe even in history. Sullivan, I, I he's at the top of my list too. Well, yeah, and I don't know how he continues to find a way to you know grab this team right like he can oh and injuries through the years like crazy injuries and you know man games lost and and finding ways to win games and using different guys and you know the versatility in the lineup that he has too so he can kind of mold the the guys around but the command like you you talk about a guy on a ship like sullivan his voice the way he talks he can be he can be tough you know, I think, uh, but he gets his message across and he has all these guys going and man, he's the guy with his hands firmly on that, you know, steering wheel on that ship and they know it. 
You good? I'm good. You know, uh, we opened up your segment with food. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to say that this year you've been our, our food guru, but I, I'm I'm going with <laughs> Louis Domingue. I am. Uh, He's the man. Butter buns, apple pie, tres leche cake balls, chocolate chip cookies, cinnamon rolls, <laughs> banana bread, peanut butter and chocolate energy balls. Enjoy. 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 What is this? That's Louis Domingue. <laughs> Yeah, he he's a foodie, uh, is he? Yeah, McKenna he told us book. he's a baker. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a Butter baker. Butter. I think he has a book out. It's called uh, Baking mm. Goals or right. something Goals. Yeah, so you can't compete with that. Up. Him and I need to hook up and you, get together and get not on this diet, going, right? Not oh, on your spicy diet. Pork and uh, broccoli. <laughs> not the best. <laughs> Great. That's a great sound bite, isn't it? it is. Came one of the playoffs. It Triple is. OT. That's that's what you get. <laughs> Your segments left it. me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some, Kipper. Come on, buddy. Colby, yeah, enjoy enjoy game two tonight, watching the Leafs in Tampa Bay. All right. Yeah, I'm loving playoffs early so far. So thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Colby. Appreciate Colby it. Armstrong, former NHLer and Sportsnet hockey analyst. What a guy. You're just killing him for that commercial, eh? <laughs> this guy has one commercial. We're just burying buddy, him. Buddy, good thing he's a beauty. Because <laughs> it's just every time he comes on, like, ah, buddy, don't try with hammer food. <laughs> don't try this at home, anyone. No. I'm a professional <laughs> with Colby. Okay? Uh, Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, McKenna told us that he was a big baker. Remember That's, last yeah. time we had him on? When we were talking about the record with the four straight starts with four different teams. So you were you were, we were talking about this before the show, like how this likely happens with um with Deming. So, like, before the game for uh, Pittsburgh, they're the road team, each player would likely put in an individual food order to have something ready immediately post-game, right? That's when your body is absorbing stuff. If you're a player, it's best to have a 4-to-1 carb-to-protein ratio, so you eat some sort of chicken parm or pasta or whatever. Mm. If you're Louis Domingue and you're not playing, a little protein veg, keep it a little leaner. Yeah. Spicy pork and and broccoli. This this is the way it works. You go to a trainer and say, I'm hungry. Go get me something. Do you think that's what happened, Louis? A hundred percent. Oh, I disagree. I bet you that is a post-game order, and it was sitting in the in the no, lobby no, no. They waiting don't have for post-game him. orders. I'm sure they do. No. Or on the road, do you think those guys are waiting and going out no, 30 minutes they, after the game? They, they would have a meal waiting for them. At the hotel, at they the would hotel. have something. Yeah, they want to leave the rink. They don't want to hang around there. Yeah. So they're, they'll go to the hotel. And but like you're I'm now, dying to know then how you're, he came you're, up you're, with spicy pork. You're now pork. in double overtime, and you're hungry, and you're going to the trainer. No different than Gretzky did. 40 years ago, and they're bringing them hot dogs. But usually it's like you eat a banana or you eat, like, you know, I'm just this real food episode today. It's Louis Domingue. So the baker is like a there's, banana. There's no way he's <laughs> coming to the spicy Did pork. you hear him <laughs> rattling off everything in his book? Butter buns, apple pie, butter 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 pork, cake balls, and broccoli. And you're in spicy your downtown pork. Manhattan. Like, I'm sure he was like, oh, I don't know. There's a Michelin restaurant down the street. No, they're going to the first suite available and saying, hey, can I steal a plate, please? Mark Sanchez stuffing a dog in at the end don't, of the bench. Don't be giving these guys way more credit than, <laughs> than they deserve. Colby said that he was good, Deming, and I guess he made all the saves, but he did not look good at all. Go back to his stats. Didn't he have an amazing run with Tampa? Yeah, I think that's what Colby alluded to. Yeah. I'll look it up here. It was something pretty impressive, though. It's not like you're pulling off a, a Zamboni driver. No, no. He's he's an NHL goalie. He's been playing a long time. I'm just looking it up right Highly now. Highly coveted third guy. 
tough to get a guy like that as your third guy. So we got to get through around the league okay, here. Well, just one comment too. Like we we got to give uh, we got to have a, a Shesterkin conversation here because he 83 had s- saves. Oh, uh, was that all? No, was it? Yeah, it was no, 83. It's 83 shots or 83 yeah. saves. Saves. No, I think it was. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. Here. No, I think it was 79 shots. I don't know. 79. Whatever it was, it was a lot. Shesterkin saves. So. This is the guy the Rangers have to worry. 79. 79 saves, 83 shots. This is, to me, the, the, the big concern for the Rangers mm-hmm. is that this guy is your MVP. He's played two games last night. Yeah, good point. And he's not, he's not Vasilevsky. He's not a horse. This guy... He played 53 times this year. Played 53 times, but he's... He's a, he's a skinny guy. He's not a heavy guy like Vasilevsky. He yeah. could tread water in a test tube, this guy. He's about <laughs> 75. So you just wonder yeah. how he rebounds off of something like this. Crazy stat from la- from game one, Toronto-Tampa Bay versus uh, New York-Pittsburgh. There was 99 minutes of five-on-five hockey in Pittsburgh, New York last night. 33 in Toronto-Tampa Bay. Literally, they played one-third of the five-on-five time as, as that team. So, uh, significant wear after game one for these teams and not going to be a whole lot of breaks for whoever wins. Wild. All right, where do you want to go? Calgary and Dallas? Good good game there. Yeah, let's, let's okay. do that. We got a couple who, uh, who saw one nothing After the first Saturday. 10 minutes of that game, I would thought it was going to be 8 nothing. The way that Calgary came flying out of the gate. That barn looks so good. The red, their jerseys are so nice. Those home reds are just spectacular jerseys. I, I love the way that building looked. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, good fans in Calgary. Pretty um, pretty impressive road game for Dallas, I got to say. Yeah, I agree. You want to hold the Flames to one goal, but you, you like your odds. I just don't know who's going who's gonna to help Robertson create offense. Yeah. What did they? What did they finish with? Sixteen shots on goal. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's like, not Darryl Sutter's dream. It's not enough, right? <laughs> it's not enough. And I'm watching it too, and like that, Blake Coleman took a hit. Eh? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. It was a uh, uh, Hackenpah. Hackenpah who hit him, and then he took another shot later. He was on the bench, helmet off, and head on this the dasher. Is where, he was feeling you know, it. This is where. Like, I'm torn here because I get the narrative of you want a warrior, you want a guy that can take a hit, make a play. These is these are guys that you win with. And then, you know, the guy's got some scrambled eggs during the game. Yeah, you don't need him out there. It's just, that's where it's like, what's right and what's wrong. Right? So he came out... And then when he back got in. rattled so hard off that initial hit and he's hunched over, he's hunched over on the bench. Yeah. You know, he's not right, but it's tough. Cause like these concussion tests you do, like, you know, it's he not did like leave, I think. He did, and then he yeah. came back and then I think he, he got hit later on in the game. And I think he left for a split second, came back. It's just, uh, yeah. Like I said, it's, conflicting for me because yeah. i get both sides of it for sure so you found an awesome quote from that game which really was delightful well, what was interesting here is loving the playoffs because it brings sometimes the best or the worst out of you mm-hmm. and it makes you do things that sometimes is 
isn't in your comfort zone. And I think that was the case when we saw Klingberg and Anderson fight. And what was great about it was the passion that we heard out of Klingberg after the game. Listen, listen to his comments describing the fight and the situation with Anderson. I'm not saying I'm a tough guy, but he's acting tougher than he is. I feel like he's <laughs> the one guy there in the scrum. He doesn't have a guy. I'm standing there with Coleman, and he's standing and shaking his gloves to me like he want to go against me. Probably the least fighter on our team on the ice there. And then I'm skating over to him. I'm dropping my gloves, and I want to go, but he's, like, just standing there. Two seconds, and then all of a sudden he drops the gloves. I mean, <laughs> he's... Uh, He's acting a little tougher than he is. We're going to go after it. Ah, I love that. Absolutely love that out of Klingberg. Good Ra- for him. Brass is a big, thick man. Yes, he is. Brian Burke used to say that he was not always in the best shape. Like He's just a lot of dude to be saying. That's the, that's the guy I would least expect. But that's to, if you're to talk like you that. You love when your teammate talks like yes. that. He's not that guy. You're like, yeah, let him know, John. You get after it. That's now, great. There's a guy that unfortunately didn't know the rules. The that, rules. Yeah, the rules are you can't start a second fight off of the same whistle. It's a game misconduct. And they're apparently not calling that in playoffs. <laughs> even even to go back to, you know, Morgan Riley. Right. I like those officials gave Morgan a gift. No fighting majors. This one just grab Morgan. He might be doing something. Like Leaf fans, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, yeah. it was uh, it was a bit of a favor. We also have uh, I didn't tell you about this, but we also have Daryl Sutter talking about the, the conflict from last night. If you, uh, I know you love Sut, so let's do it. Uh, do some Sutter. Love Daryl Sutter. With Matthew Kachuk getting involved with Raffles, is that something you'd rather not see? No, I'd rather I'd rather would see it. Like it? Yeah, those playoffs, Eric. I mean, got a little <laughs> confrontation. How about Rasmus? Pardon? How about Rasmus? I didn't like the calls on that. Right? Usually, usually there's an instigator and then a... So, I mean, that's separate. That's that's second altercation. So that is what it is. You know the rule. Is that our friend Eric Francis asking, sure. uh, does, yeah. does, does Eric not know it's the playoffs? I guess not. Does he need Daryl to point that out to him? I guess. I love Eric. I love Daryl so much. It's the uh, playoffs, Eric. Uh, what's wrong with you? I, I find whenever a coach uses the reporter's name, it's almost always in a condescending <laughs> Whether it's, I guess that's what I'm saying, Brooksy, or uh, Cooper talking to Joe Smith the other day. It's a little sharp with him, too. Yeah. So I get what he's saying, though, about you know, not necessarily want your 100-point guy fighting, especially yeah. kind of getting filled, Who, too. Sutter does. Yeah, I know, but Raffle, yeah. I don't think... Kachuk expected that from Raffle because you see the fight and Raffle landed a few lefts on him. I was kind of surprised by that, and I think Kachuk was too. Yeah. Flames. Flames, I mean. That's a good win when you're you're not filling the net. Yeah. Yeah, right. You get your one nothing win. Markstrom gets a shutout. You claimed all year you're a playoff-style team. You're defensive, you're physical, and you go get a defensive physical win. That's the plan, right? Can you do that for 16 wins, 15 more? Not out of the question. Overly surprised to see Washington take an early one nothing lead in their series against Florida. Florida, come on, number one team in the East. Or, yeah, and number one team in the league, right? President's yeah, Trophy. Yeah, President's Trophy champs. I, I, you can't drop game one when you're the President's Trophy champs. 
And they had a they had a two one lead with eleven minutes left. Uh, Caps did not look overmatched for one minute in that game. They outshot them big time in the first. Carried the play a lot of it. Uh, couple one of the goal the goal that the first one that went in on Bennett was a bit of a stinker from Vanacek, but yeah, he played it was. he played a little better throughout the game and. I don't know. I, I know it's one game. I'm not going to overreact, but, like, I don't think it's going to be an easy one for the – I kind of feel bad for picking the, the Caps – what did I say, Cats in five? I don't know. I After watching that game, it had a different feel than I was expecting it to. Let's just say that. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Oshie with uh, the game winner with about 10 minutes to go. Kuznetsov. I mean, did you kind of kind of Crosby-like feed to him. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was Backstrom that gave him the – Oh, the, Backstrom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Backstrom put then. Put it on an absolute Really fantastic yeah. Crosby-like well, feed. And don't forget before that, Ovechkin made a play on Uyghur to turn the puck over to get the breakaway for, for Kuznetsov. Like, you know, their big guys stepped up in the big moments there. I do got to ask what Uyghur's doing there. Last guy back. Probably don't need to beat anyone one-on-one, but yeah. You know, the host of a show like this should know, but when's the last time a team won the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup? Did uh, maybe, maybe did Tampa do it in any of their years? I think it's been a long time. I don't know. I, I, think, I think in like 30 or 40 years, there might have been like two, Yeah, three. like it's not super Sammy? common. Google. <laughs> Get to the goggles. To the goggles. I'm furiously typing it now. President's um, Trophy and Stanley Cup champions. Oh, by the way, we did it in 94. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, that's good. Congratulations. Yeah. It worked out for well for the rest of your career. This article that I pulled up is from April 4th, 2010. So maybe I'll try again. Okay. <laughs> um, Any, uh, anything on St. Louis and Minnesota? Uh, well, Nashville, Colorado, too, was last night. Whichever one you want to do. Well, that one's... You're just not even going to... We'll get Daryl Sutter to the eight days. Eight right? days. Enjoy eight, your eight, eight days against Colorado. Eight days. So they've, Might be they've, six, they've actually. had two already. Yeah. They've, they've, they're in their number number two. Yeah, no, I'm not giving much of a chance to the UC Saros. They said he'll be out game one and two, so maybe game three. 2013 Blackhawks is the last team to win a President's yeah. Trophy and the Cup. Yeah. That's nine years ago, by my quick and, math. And uh, like, uh, for Saros, it was uh, Riddick yeah. in that. Like... It's, Save Dave. Some saves Dave. Make a save Dave. Yeah, that's that's a big ass. Right. And before that, oh, maybe ninety four. Which one? Oh eight Red Wings. Was, yeah, no, uh, no. Oh, but prior to that, but prior to that, do we go back to ninety four? Stats department. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, stats the department. Red Wings. Four double duty. So maybe four or five. I think. Yeah, not not that common. Anyway, not that common. So see if the. All right, the Avalanche uh, did it in 01, Detroit 02, Dallas in 99, and then it was the New York Rangers. All right. All right. Um, Edmonton in L.A. tonight. Dun, dun, you, dun. He's going back to Mike Smith. Yeah, he's confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. Mike Smith has lost like nine or ten games in a row in, in playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yes. The Oilers have lost seven straight playoff games. It's an uncomfortably large game for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Oh, great point. Uncomfortably big. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at a, a blue line minus Drew Doughty. And outside of your Owen Sound Boy jersey, I'm having trouble recognizing anybody on that blue line. <laughs> you can't tell me that McDavid and Drysidle aren't going to soften up this blue line here. Yeah. You know what's crazy is like the goals they scored. So the McDavid goal where he cuts above whoever, whatever the defenseman was, that kind of end to end rush there. 
the respect they're giving those guys off the rush, the LAD, you know, you mentioned not exactly a superstar-laden group, are backed so far off this team. The Oilers should have tons of room. They really should have tons of room to, to work with. So I expect some offense from the Oilers tonight. They're the better team. I expect them to win. Right? Yeah, they are. Right. Except, yeah. I don't know, Philip Deneau. <laughs> like, he's really good. I, he's even he's way better than I thought he was, even in Montreal. Yeah. You guys know my pick. This is a scary You, you have L.A., right? I picked L.A. Yeah. I think this is, this is a very scary game. There can be some squeaky bombs at the, in, in Edmonton tonight at that game. They go down one early. You know what I'm uh, a trend? Maybe it's the gambling trend, but like you know, bunting being announced, Mike Smith being announced. It's like usually we're used to game time decisions. I do right? think that I, more, are we getting more of these? You know, like the uh, NFL the, has rules about this for gambling purposes. You have to announce. I think. I mean, sometimes you genuinely don't know, so I don't know what they do in those instances. Like I'm sure you've gone out for warm up, not knowing if you could play or not. Or we're going to be playing or not. Yeah, I, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody hates it. <laughs> it's the right? worst. Yeah, thanks. I put my stinky gear on. Now I got to shower again. Fire a couple of pucks. Uh, I told got- you the story that I wasn't supposed to play and I ended up playing and I already had like four Spicy be- pork four- and broccoli? No, I had chili. <laughs> <laughs> I had four beers. I had me. four beers and a bowl of chili. Not and, the best. Shut up. And, and I get a call from Eddie Olchuk saying... Keenan wants you to play tonight. And I'm like, I'm not the extra guy. You got an extra guy in warm-up. His name yeah. is Mike Hudson. He doesn't want Huddy. He wants well, you. Well, Hudson in warm-up? <laughs> and I'm like racing to get there. I'm like up to my neck in chili and Bud Lights. <laughs> Just a blood alcohol And I go out there the first shift. I come back. Did he puke? I'm picking chili out of my jersey. <laughs> You know the mesh, you know the mesh holes in your jersey. Oh I'm picking God. chunks of chili oh. out of my New York Ranger jersey. Oh my God, that's awful. Yes. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I could have been pulled over <laughs> and blown over. I think maybe it would have been close. Don't drink and skate, folks. What a league! Scores tonight, Sammy. Three two Leafs. Closer, eh? Yeah. I like three two as the number. <laughs> I like. I like. Uh, you, you're going Tampa. I think I'm going Leafs up two nothing in the series. I like their energy. All right, boys, I did I'm on not. Board. I did not like three, Tampa's Leafs. energy in Game One. I'm not sure if the switch is there tonight for them. It, I don't know if we've ever co-signed a score because it's not sexy, but I'm doing it. I I agree with Sam. Three two, Leafs. Fun show. A lot of food Our talk thanks, today. Jimmy Ralph, Colby Armstrong, and most of all, you for watching and listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy game two, everyone.